Today I was talking to a friend. She moved here from Europe, and her dream is to get signed by a big music label, to be a rock star. She's like, Ty, can you help me? Can you help me do that? And I immediately thought, you know, everybody wants, but not everybody gets. The world's not fair like that. And I was thinking, you know, Charlie Munger said, maybe the wisest thing I've ever written down, the greatest quote. He says, I constantly see people rise in life who are not the smartest, sometimes not even the most diligent. But they are learning machines. They go to bed every night a little wiser than they were when they got up. And boy, does that help. Spend each day trying to be a little wiser than you were when you woke up. Discharge your duties faithfully and well. Step by step you get ahead, but not necessarily in fast spurts. But you build discipline by preparing for fast spurts. Slug it out one inch at a time, day by day. At the end of the day, if you live long enough, most people get what they deserve. That's it. Not everybody gets because most people don't deserve and I was thinking, you know, I know this girl. She's a hard worker. She's talented. But I was like, wait a second. There's a problem here. It reminded me of this kid. A couple months ago, he emailed me and it was like, Ty, can I take you out to lunch? I know you're an investor. I have the greatest idea. I've got a billion dollar idea. And I wrote him back and I was like, I have a question for you. If you answer this correctly, I'll agree to go out to dinner with you and maybe invest in you. I said... Have you ever made a million dollar company? Because he told me he had a billion dollar idea. I said, have you ever made a million dollar uh, company revenue? He's like, no. I said, have you ever started a company that made $500,000 in revenue? No. How about 100000 No. Have you ever even started a company before? No. And I was thinking, are you trying to hit a home run when you haven't even figured out how to get on first base? It's like Charlie Munger says slug it out inch by inch why have we not been told this from education you know first grade i have no idea but i have a pretty good guess of what's going wrong in the world remember the human brain and especially our eyeballs cannot tell truth from fiction you go to a movie you sit down at the movie it's a horror movie you know it's not real you know you're sitting in the theater but you still jump why because it's called the availability bias. It's called media bias. It's available. It's instantly a picture of, you know, some scary monster jumping up. It scares us because it's available and our mind is biased towards media. What's media? Anything we see with our eyes, anything we hear. So TV, movies, radio, magazines, they're all influencing us. And you know what they're teaching you about success? Where you've been lied to, you've been tricked? They're selling ratings. NBC, ABC, Bravo, any TV channel out there, any radio program, any magazine, if they publish boring stories, no one's going to buy. So they're forced. It's not even their fault. It's a big <laughs> – it's a negative feedback loop, right? It feeds on each other. The fact that they have to sell ratings and that the truth won't sell very well. So what you do is you spice it up. And the only stories that you want to talk about in business are, you know, the WhatsApp story. Five years, two guys, Brian Acton. It's an awesome story. Don't get me wrong. They make $19 billion. You and I watch it with our eyeballs. We hear about it on radio. We see it on the Internet. We see it on wherever we see it, the media. It's available. goes straight into our brain. 
into our subconscious where we make most of our decisions. Like Freud said, the mind is like an iceberg. Only 10% is above water, 90% is below. Only 10% of our actions are consciously based, right? So it gets into our subconscious that that's the normative pattern of success. Normally, you launch something, you get an idea out of the blue. Next thing you know, you cash in as a billionaire. Or you come to Hollywood and you're good at singing and you hear the story of Justin Bieber, right? He was discovered on YouTube. He's 12 years old. Boom, he grows his scooter brawn, manages him, turns him into a billion-dollar empire. You hear that story, but that's the one in a million. That's the lottery ticket. Get on first base, then second base, then third base. Don't be like the kid that says, Ty, I got the next billion-dollar idea. You know, my friend here that moved here to Hollywood, I said, wants to be a next, you know, famous rock star. I was like, well, here's what you do. Here's the pattern that works. Model yourself after consistent patterns. What's a consistent pattern? Bill Gates, 12 years old, decides what he wants to do. Decides he, he's uniquely suited and good at computers. Sits down, writes code, software. From 12, starts at 12. Remember, this is a smart guy, 155 plus IQ. Very smart, a lot smarter than me. He goes working, working, working. At 31 years old, he's a billionaire. 19 years, 19 years. They call that, you know, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book and he talks about outliers and he talks about the 10,000 hours you need to focus on something before you're really a master. And that's not even enough. Now they're finding most people really good at something have 14,000 uh, hours or more, 13, 14, 15,000. That takes about 10, 14, 12, 13, 14 years. I was just watching Dane Cook down at Laugh Factory. Everybody's like, every act, uh, a comedian wants to have the success Dane Cook had, right? But he started at 18 or 19. He didn't hit it big till his, in his late 30s. Someone's telling me 2 chains, the rapper. He didn't hit it till his 40s or, or close to his 40s. It's insane. Warren Buffett started at 7 uh, with his interest in investing. At 7 years old, he started. And at, I think he was 57 47 or 57 before he became a billionaire. You're talking 40 or 50 years. That's the normative pattern. The guy who started or, or grew McDonald's, Ray A. Kroc, he did that in his 50s. Now, I'm not saying you have to be old. There's young people doing it. What I'm saying is your choice. You can try for the lottery ticket approach, the one in a trillion approach. You know, if you ever met a friend and you said, what's your... What's your uh, goal? What's your uh, plan to get rich? And he said, oh, I got the best plan ever. I'm just going to scratch off lottery cards every day. And it's funny because personally, when I was a little kid, I was like 10 years old. I won the lottery. Uh, I told my grandma, I remember we're in a Ralph's and I walked out of the Ralph's and I was like, let's scratch off this card grandma I, let's go back and buy this scratch card so i bought it it was one dollar and i remember i just had a good feeling about it and sure enough i won a hundred bucks and i was like yes because back then my allowance was ten dollars a month i remember so i was making 120 dollars a year uh so another hundred dollars doubled my income right so i was like yes this is the greatest thing ever and i bought a bike i remember i was like a huffy mountain bike because I, I loved bikes and i could it gave me freedom before I had a car, right? I love my freedom. So I was 10, got my bike. Three days later, it was stolen, which was a good lesson that, you know, like the Amish say, a fence that goes up fast falls down fast. Easy come, easy go. Like Munger says, to get, to get what you want, you should deserve what you want. I didn't really deserve a $100 bike. 
I went for the easy route. I went for the lottery ticket. Boom, 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 boom. Well, I was so excited, even though I didn't even learn my lesson, that that same Christmas, I was still about 10 years old, Christmas comes, my parents say, you can, we'll spend $200 on you on Christmas. My family wasn't rich. So they're like, 200 bucks is what you get. What do you want? And I said, I want 200 lottery tickets. And they're like, sure. You sure? That sounds like a stupid plan. I was like, no, no, no. What do you mean? I, I spent $1 a couple months ago and I made 100 bucks. So if I, I had it all planned out, I was going to get 200 lottery tickets, scratch them off. You know, 20 of them were going to win at 100 bucks. I'd have $2,000. I'd be able to buy, you know, 20 bikes or whatever I wanted. So I had it all mapped out. I remember that Christmas morning. It was at my grandma's in San Diego and I scratched those cards off. And I remember out of 200 cards, I won $12. They didn't win that time. The lottery failed. Everything I thought about success didn't work because everybody wants something I wanted, but not many people are going to get it. That's the way that capitalism and not even capitalism. That's the way the world works. That's the way the universe works. You can think about it scientifically. That would be Darwinian, right? What did Darwin say? It's not the strongest that survive. It's not the most intelligent, but it's the most changeable, the most adaptable that survive. So me, I didn't want to follow that, you know, path. I was just like, no, I'm going to leave things to chance. And I'm going to bet because at 10 years old, I hadn't developed the theory of the mind. I thought I was the center of the universe. If it worked one time for me, surely the universe was going to give me what I wanted. It was Christmas time. I wasn't listening. I wasn't adapting, right? I was like, oh, this is what I want. And I didn't get it. I remember being like, wait a second, I have $12. I could have gotten $200 worth of Transformers. That's when Transformers were big. I was super depressed. But then you'd think the whole world would already know this lesson, but it doesn't. Think about yourself. Think about your body. Think about gyms. You know why most people aren't in good shape? Because admit this, I've done the same thing. You work out really hard for one month. You don't see a huge result, and you just go, forget it. You forget what Monger says. Slug it out day by day, inch by inch. Go to bed a little bit healthier than you were do a couple more sets than you do did before and eventually you will get what you deserve if you exercise for two years your body will change it probably won't change in two months if you build a business for two years you'll probably see your income change it won't change in two in two months it just doesn't work that way like I was saying, Darwinian, the universe is literally, the laws of the universe are not set up so that weak people will get anything substantive. It's designed that way. That's what I was trying to say. It doesn't mean you have to be the strongest. It doesn't mean you have to be the most intelligent. That's what Darwin said. Think what Monger just said. Monger just said, I've seen people rise in life who were not the most intelligent, not even the most diligent. He was saying, but they went to bed a little more successful than they were, inch by inch. The inch by inch approach, will, you will never learn that from news, radio, and magazines. They don't like to tell that story. It doesn't get them ratings, and if it doesn't get them ratings, they don't get advertising. And if they don't get advertisers, they don't get money. So like I always say, if you don't know who the sucker is, you're the sucker. When you watch news, just realize you're the sucker. They're selling your eyeballs to the highest bidding advertiser. And because of that, they're going to tell you whatever will keep your eyes engaged. That's all they care about. And I'm all for – I like movies and fun. But when I go to a movie, you better believe 
that I come out of that movie and make sure I decompress my brain to realize what was true and what wasn't true. I don't want to be the sucker. Say, I don't even, I hate the news. I don't even watch the news. It's full of morons, in my opinion. Pardon my judgmental <laughs> statement. But my point is, inch by inch, because everybody wants, but wanting means nothing. Jim Rohn, amazing saying that Jim Rohn says. He says, uh, the world does not respond to need, it responds to seed. Memorize that. I talk a lot a lot about this. If you're ever on my website, tylopez.com, I'm actually, my TED Talk, I'm doing a TED Talk, and it's all about mental frameworks, or you could call them mental shortcuts. Fill up your brain with a whole bunch of mental shortcuts, because the other option is a lot of pain and suffering in your life. If you get these in your mind, you'll go faster to whatever it is you want. So one of the mental frameworks is the world responds to need, not I'm sorry, the world doesn't respond to need, it only responds to seed. What does that mean? Well, if you're hungry in September, you can't just look at the ground and be like, I am hungry, and all of a sudden, a, a you know, corn and tomatoes pops out of the ground, a pl tomato plant and, and a stalk of corn grows. It doesn't work that way. You can't just command the earth to make you, uh, to, to give you food so you're not hungry. You have to plant in April, if you want to eat in September, that's the natural law. You know, I was luckiest thing. I'll tell you, if you don't ever have the chance to go spend a month on a farm, make sure you do it because everything you need to know about life is learned through biology. It's right there in front of you. There's not a farmer in this world that would walk into a room and be like, guys, you're not going to believe this. If he's talking to fellow farmers, I went out in my field. There is no corn out there. I'm I don't understand it. I was expect I need to sell this corn to pay for my mortgage on my farm. And all of them will be like, "Well, did you ever plant this, the the corn in April?" "No, I forgot." Well, then they're going to be like, "Well, you don't deserve to have any corn. Remember, you want the world to have rules. People hate rules. I'm like, "You're an idiot." Are you telling me you'd rather live in a world where sometimes if you plant corn, it magically will never appear, and another farmer cannot plant corn, and magically in the fall, corn pops out of the ground? You don't want to live in a world without rules. It's not predictable, and then success would be a lottery ticket. Then it would just be like, oh, like what people used to think. It's just fate. Everything's fate. Just throw your hands up. Well, just some fields get corn and some fields don't. That's how people... Uh, lived thousand years ago, even five hundred or even less. They used to not wash their hands. You know that was the big breakthrough in med medicine. I think in the seventeen hundreds, some guy figured out well, if you wash your hands before you deliver babies, there won't be bacteria and women won't die. Before they understood the natural principles of biology, they were thinking women were dying in droves because. It was fate or God was killing him. It wasn't. It was rules. They didn't yet understand the rules. We live in the modern world. We're in the 21st century. We basically, we don't know everything, but we know a hell of a lot more than we used to. Figure out the rules and put them in your brain. Flashcards, flashcards. People hate flashcards. I always tell this story about one of my business partners. He makes a million dollars a month. That's his personal salary. We're playing basketball. We're shooting basketball. I bring up an accounting term. He didn't remember it, right? He didn't know it, I should say. He was embarrassed. Three months later, he came back to my house. We're playing basketball again. This guy knew everything about accounting and finances. And I was like, 
how in the world did you get so good in three months? And he said, flashcards. This is a guy paying himself a million bucks a year, and he realized the principle. If you want to know, you have to invest. It's the mind of an investor. A farmer, a good farmer is an investor. He invests in April to get something in October, and he does it inch by inch. He doesn't expect the corn to just pop out of the ground and instantly give him an ear of corn. He realizes it's going to pop out. It's a first base hit. It's going to be six inches tall. He's got to keep looking for it. He's got, I mean, keep uh, care of it. He's got to get rid of the weeds. He's got to fertilize it, make sure it gets water. Inch by inch, that corn grows. And then eventually you'll get the harvest. And what the media does is they only show you the harvesting phase. They only show you the harvesting phase of billionaires. Like my mentor says, everybody wants to, one of my mentors, everybody wants to be me, but not everybody wants to be like a I was when for the first eight or ten years of my marriage to my wife, we lived on $100 a month and grew our own food so we could invest everything we had into the business. Everybody wants to be like me in the harvest now. That's what the news wants to tell about stories. You think reporters were beating down his door when he was you know, 25 years old and living on $100 a month and growing his own food? No, that's not a story that the media can sell. So don't be a sucker and be fooled and i don't care who you are i have you know people listening on this who are just starting out and i have people who are billionaires it's still a cognitive bias that we can succumb to i succumb to it i literally have to program my de- my brain every day and be like don't forget the mental shortcuts one of them is charlie munger inch by inch first base then second base then third base then you'll get the home run. Do not try to break that pattern. You don't want to live in a world that doesn't that ha- would have a different pattern. It would be a nightmare world that had any other kind of pattern. So let me give you a couple practical things that I've seen that works for myself. Number one, turn off the news. Turn off – I don't really like magazines either <clears throat> for the most part because, again, they're naturally biased. So – Read a little bit less magazines. I think books are better because books are more timeless. So they're gen- and they're generally more pages. So you hear the whole story. Don't read a magazine article about Richard Branson or about Michael Jordan or about LeBron James because the magazine usually only has time to do this stuff. Read deeper. Read the whole book. Read the whole story of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Read the whole story of, Le- of Michael Jordan. You know, like when he was cut from the high school basketball team. Read the story of rejection. Read that kind of stuff. Read the story when he broke his foot his second year in business. Read the story of Colonel Sanders, the full book. Because before he started Kentucky Fried Chicken, he spent 65 years of his life not very successful. Read about Warren Buffett when he's seven. From seven to 12, all he did was read books on finance. At seven years old, he had basically memorized Benjamin Graham's book on the valuation of bonds, which is one of the hardest books ever. But he read that story. Don't start with the success part. Read what you have to take. That's number one rule. So cut off conventional media for the most of our – you can mess around with it a little bit. Read the newspaper once a week or once a month. I'm telling you. People who read, if you're too much into current events, you're getting your brain massively biased uh, from, you know, media bias is playing on your brain for sure. Remember, your brain, no matter how smart you are, cannot differentiate fact from fiction. You will always jump 
at a horror movie. You're programmed that way. You wouldn't want that fight or flight response turned off. It would be deadly to have it turned off from an adaptability evolutionary standpoint, right? So that's the first and most important thing. Control that stuff. Number two, replace. It's not enough to just cut something. Oftentimes we cut something out, we forget to replace it. So replace it with biographies. Read biographies. Read Kuntiki. Read Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall. Read Mother Teresa's biography. I'm reading um, uh, Phil Jackson. He has uh, – this one I'm reading is a biography. It's not an autobiography, but it's called Lord of the Rings. Read stories of people you look up to. Read Screw It, Let's Do It by Richard Branson. Read Snowball about Warren Buffett. Whatever it is you want, read it from because there is always the story of the prodigy, the Michael Jackson that was talented from four or five years old. So you would think, you know, he didn't ever have to hit the first base tie. He went straight to home. I get that people think that, but that's not even true. Let me break down Michael Jackson. So sure, Michael Jackson, five, six, seven years old, is already performing on whatever Ed Sullivan show. But people don't realize that Michael Jackson, they said, I read once, that he would spend eight hours just doing his, you know, his little spin. He was a really good dancer. I remember when I was young, I tried to figure out I wanted to be like a dancer like Michael Jackson. I had a glove, actually. My mom wouldn't let me. They were selling Michael Jackson gloves, but my mom wouldn't let me have it. She's like, we don't have money, and you look like an idiot. So I went to the bicycle store, and I bought those little bicycle cut-off finger gloves, and I like gave one to my friend who wanted a glove, too, like Michael Jackson. Like, you can have one glove, and I'll have one. So I had my little glove on, and I was like, I want to be able to dance like Michael Jackson. But I wanted to be able to do like two spins and then be good at spinning and a little moonwalk. But they said Michael Jackson was eight hours a day. There's a great book you, everyone should read called Bounce. It's called the the. It's about the myth of talent. Was Tiger Woods Tiger Woods because he was born Tiger Woods? Well, yes, he had natural affinity, but also by the time he was one, he was already swinging a golf club. That helps too because that's inch by inch. So even he had his first base hit. He was slowly planting the seeds of massive golf skill at one years old. you got to put in your time. You have to put in your time. And if that's too hard for you, then just live an average life. It's okay. We all end up in the grave. So if that's for you, like I talk to people that are interested in something above average. It doesn't mean it's better or worse. You can ar- I can argue both ends of that equation. I can I can argue why it's okay just to live an average life. You know why I try? It's fine. You'll be. It's not about happiness. You're happier if you try to do what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, if you're listening to this and you want to be a person that's remembered even ten years after you die, just remember being remembered ten years after you die is hard. Most people forget you. You probably had a friend, grandparent that died ten years ago. Do you think about them every day? No. But some people are remembered every day, and to the extent of your ability, listening to this, you want to have. I think you should want to have impact. So if that is you, replace what people are trying to sell you with something you control. So control the media. And then third, third, whatever you do, I don't care if you have to, you know, have you ever seen that? I forget what uh, movie with Tom Hanks where there's that monk that's chasing him around i'll remember in a second and like the monk beats himself with a whip he's like because he tries to discipline himself by just hitting himself right 
It's like if if you have to do that and whatever I'm not advocating somebody go crazy. I'm saying if you gotta pinch yourself in the morning, if you gotta take a cold shower, if you have to do something harsh to snap yourself out of the luxury and the ease that's gonna make you live a sub or average life at best, then do it. Who cares? Be a man, be a woman. Remember, put life into context. We tend, and another cognitive bias that we all succumb to is contrast bias. That means we gauge based on not the truth. We gauge on whatever is close to us. So most of us think that you're supposed to have 24 hours of everything amazing and air conditioning and fast food and things that taste good and laying down on bed and TiVo and Chromecast and YouTube videos whenever you want and being able to call your friend and not even and having Uber cars pick you up and you want luxury, luxury, luxury. We think that that's the normative pattern of the human existence, but it's clearly not. The normal pattern of human existence is trial, tribulation, and struggle and occasional wins, and that's what you want. And you know what? If you want happiness, how about wanting fulfillment? Because fulfillment's way better than happiness, right? Happiness comes and goes. You can be fulfilled forever. Do your duty. You know, if you're a man listening to this, it's like be a warrior. It's like every man likes Scarface, Al Pacino. He's sitting there. He's got the machine gun. He runs the world, right? It's like guys like that because that's how we're hard-coded. You're hard-coded to be a protector. Go in the gym. Get some muscles if you're listening to this. Start contrasting your life against better role models. Not even role models. It's such a cheesy word. I call them mentors. So number three is change your contrasts. Change your contrast. Stop comparing yourself to your friend. That, like, that's why they say you're, it's in, do the math on your, uh, yourself. Your income is probably the same as the five closest people around you. It just works that way. So go out there. Try something different. Contrast against something more powerful. So look at your life. If you feel good about your life, contrast it with somebody who's 20 years ahead of, of you in terms of by your age, they were 20 times further ahead. It's okay to, to get your self-esteem hurt. Don't believe the lie, you know, the little soft thing. Everyone has to tell you everything's great about you. It's a balance. You need a little bit. I always tell people the law of 33. Surround yourself by people uh, with people 33% below you, with 30, people 33% on your level, and 33% above you. You hang out with the people below you because you can help them. Plus, it helps your self-esteem to know that you're ahead of some people. You don't always want to be down on yourself. You hang out with 33% with people on your level because like Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, on the rise to the top, you'll feel lonely sometimes. So you need people on your level. Those are the people you will connect with. Those will be your friends that you go to the movies with and hang out. But you also need that last category, the 33% that are doing way better than you that have the same that have the same quote unquote advantages the same they're the same age in you they just did better than you, you those 33% those create the burn those are like heavy weights they make you reshift and re uh, recontrast how you structure your success i have a friend who literally built a billion dollar company and he was he he's smart he always hangs out with people better he told me as like the other day like a couple months ago he texted me hey i'm at this conference and he was like, man, I got such low self-esteem. And I was thinking, this guy makes literally millions of dollars a day. And he's like, and I was like, why? He's like, yeah, because I'm hanging out with this this, this billionaire guy uh, who's four years younger than me. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? 
And I was thinking, is this guy stupid? Is my friend stupid? No. He knows this trick. I'm passing on to you a trick of multimillionaires. Recontrast your brain. It's fascinating that people do this because you would think of all the people in the world that could be cocky. It'd be my friend that basically has a billion-dollar company he built, right? This guy should be on top of the world, but no. The only people that I know that are smug and satisfied are my broke friends that hardly have any money. They always hang out around people like them. If you bring up, hey, man, why don't you do this? They're like, I like my life. Why would I, you know, you got to die of something. It's like people who smoke. You always hear that moron saying, it's like, you got to die of something, Ty. I'm like, yeah, no crap. You want me to pull a gun out and shoot you? You want to die now? No, everybody wants to live as long as they can. So why smoke, right? It's like a stupid – people have so many stupid things. In the same way, you talk to your friend who's broke and you're like, hey, man, I got a friend because I have a friend. I'm going to give you a practical example. I have a friend. He always complains about the reason he has no money is that the U.S. system and the government, he has a long conversation with you about polit- politics and recession and this, that. It's it's insane. I can't stand it. It's like – you know, and every time it's always something new. Last time I was talking to him, he's like – no, you know, Ty, the reason that I don't, I can't get a job is because it's something about Obama and the mortgage, you know, the, and he's a smart guy. So he has complex, literally 40, I had to go to, uh, uh, last year in December, I had to drive to Palm Springs and hear this long diatribe of literally excuse after weird theory. And I turned to him and I was like, you know, what's weird, man, you are a smart person. And I know people less smart than you that have been able to find a job in the exact same environment that you're whining about all the time. I'm like, why don't you compare yourself to those people who have less natural talent, all right? Less natural talent. How about the kid in India who took $1 and became a billionaire? If you think the American system is unfair, go back to India in the 60s, 50s, and 70s, or whatever, back 50 years ago when they have the caste system. I mean, it's insane, corruption, all this. And this kid somehow took a, a dollar and turned it into a billion dollars. I was like, explain that story. Because America is a heck of a lot better, and you have more than $1 in your bank account. Why don't you stop whining? Why don't you stop, man? And I know why. I, I don't want to be harsh on people, but I'm saying... Change who you compare yourself to. If you're a guy and you look in the mirror and you feel good, that's good. Hang out with some people that are a little bit chubbier than you. So you're like, yeah, see, I look good compared to most people. Hang out with some people that are in good shape because those will be your friends. You'll go to the gym. But then hang out with some people that look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you go to bed knowing Charlie Mongo was right. I need to go to bed a little bit smarter than I was yesterday, a little bit stronger than I was. Same if you're a woman. Same. I, I'm I'm equal opportunist. Same thing with women. Don't buy the lie that it doesn't matter what you look like if you're a man or woman. Of course it does. Like the old saying goes, it's funny. God judges on the inside, but humans judge on the outside. So if you look sloppy, people are going to judge you as sloppy. It's not that. The good news is if you take this approach of not looking for the lottery at ticket approach to your body, which most people do. They're going to work out for two months, get a quick gym, go to three Zumba classes, yoga, boom, boom, they're good. No. Set an 18-month course. Peter Drucker, the greatest of all uh, business profession, you know, academics, at least of the last 50, 60 years, he said, he said, 18 months is the ideal. You don't need to chart out a seven-year plan for your body, seven-year plan for your income, seven-year plan. But don't chart out a seven-day one either. So that's the fourth thing. 
right? The third one is change who you compare yourself and contrast yourself with so that you don't fall victim to the cognitive bias of the contrast, right? And the fourth one now is 18-month time frames, 18 months. And if you think that's too long, I remember I was talking to somebody. Um, they're like in their 50s. It was probably, it was like six or seven years ago. And I said to him, I was like, why don't you, they had like $75,000 to invest. I was like, why don't you take the 75 grand and invest it um, in a business? They had a business idea. And I was like, and if you invest that, I said, in 10 years, you'll have a business that pays you on autopilot. And I'll never forget what they said. They were like, Ty, I don't want to wait 10 years. What they were basically saying is I want, 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 as if the universe responds to their need. They were like, well, I, I'm already – they were like 60 years old. They said, I'll be 70 years old by then. I want money now. And I was – I wanted to say – I didn't say much. <laughs> I, I was just like thinking, I don't think the universe cares that you want. I was like, there's a natural pattern. It took Warren Buffett 40 years. It took Bill Gates 20, 19 years. Are you asking that rule to change for you because you, you're 60 and you didn't think ahead? I was, and you know, here's the sad thing. They didn't do that. They looked for, they invested their money in, in stupid stuff, right? Cause they wanted money faster. Now they have zero and it's almost set, it's almost 10, 10 years since I've said that to them. If they had listened to me today, they would have probably a six figure income on autopilot. So you can't rush it. You can't rush it. Like, uh, John Wooden, the famous UCLA basketball coach, he said, be quick, but not in a hurry. Or Joe Salatin used to tell me, make haste slowly. Set up a structure that's a realistic time frame. Make haste instantly. Start today, but yet know that you probably have a minimum of an 18-month pattern. And like I said at the beginning of this, the girl that's like, hey, Ty, I want to be, you know, I want to be a rock star here in Hollywood. And I'm like, great. Minimum in 18 months, try to have a YouTube channel that has eyeballs. You know, I, I have a brother that's starting a, a health company. I'm like, set an 18-month goal and then make haste slowly, meaning immediately start on it, immediately. Step by step by step, you will get there, but not necessarily in fast spurts. But you create discipline by preparing for those fast spurts. All right? Never forget this. So those are four practical things. All right? Don't try to get a home run. Just get on first base. And once you're on first base, then you know how to get to second base. Destiny, I always say, people ask me, Ty, what should I be doing? I'm like, destiny's like a good woman. The world's like a good woman like you that you'd want to marry. She's hard to get. Any girl worth marrying, you can't get right away. She plays hard to get. Only the winners get her. Only the one winner gets her. You have to compete to be the winner. That's the most. Uh, and by the way, if you're sci if you're into science, that's the basic principle of which all our biology and medicine is built on. Stems from late 1800s, right, Darwin. Even if you don't believe in evolution necessarily, because you believe in religion, I'm not going to talk about that. Look around you. You will see the normative pattern, and that normative pattern is that there's a struggle. you got to put in the struggle. So stay strong. Leave me a comment. What is the one area right, that you've been going rushing into too fast?
Name something. Tell me what is it. Is it about your body? Is it about your business? Is it about your career? Is it about who you're going to marry? Because this also applies to dating. You want to get married, you can't just snap your fingers. Or you want to find love, you can't just snap your fingers instantly. You have to work for it. So what have you been setting an unrealistic pattern because you bought into the lies? Leave a comment. What it is and what you're going to change. How you're going to change to your pattern is day by day, a little bit smarter, a little bit healthier, a little bit stronger, a little bit closer to your goal. And eventually, you'll get what you deserve. Check out my website, tylopez.com, T-A-I-L-O-P-E-Z.com. Leave me a comment. You can email me at ty at tylopez.com. Check out my website, podcast, and uh, if you have a chance, I have an academy for those of you wanting to be entrepreneurs where I share what I've learned from my top mentors. So uh, check it out on tylopez.com. You can click on the the Millionaire Mentor uh, Academy. There's a link there on the page. All right. Talk to you soon. Hopefully this has been helpful. Leave me a comment. Stay strong. You can check me out at Facebook.